our call to worship this morning, we will be in Psalms 37, verse 23 through 28. It is a blessing to be back. Thank you for your prayers. I know all y'all, when you go away, it's, uh, it's not like being home. Uh, just getting back early yesterday was a great blessing to have peace and uh, quiet and uh, to really come before the Lord and be back in my spot that he has divinely put me. God is good, guys. I'm thankful for what he does for us every single day. Taking care of us, watching over us, chastising us. He's a mighty savior. He's worthy to be praised. I'm thankful for him and himself, just for who he is. If you wake up, it's because of the goodness of God that kept you. You walk through the day, you go through the day, you get to enjoy God and his his works. It's because he keeps you and he teaches you and instructs you. He's a great and mighty God. I just thank him this morning. Thankful just to be here with y'all. Psalms 37, verse 23. I will read all the way through the passage and then I'll go back through and expound just a little bit and then I'll bring out the doctrine that this passage really brings forth for the edification of us. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. For the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good. So shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. In this passage, we see that David, a man as we have talked before, old in his years, has seen a lot. He's seen the triumph of the victories in battle. He's seen the uh, downfall of his own self, um, giving himself to sin and falling away from the Lord. Yet the Lord, in his mercy, persevered David, brought him back into himself, gave David the gift of repentance. David, in repenting and living the rest of his life before the Lord, shows forth the perseverance of the saints. The great doctrine in here, if you look, just happened to be, when I was looking through this, I saw the perseverance of the saints, that the Lord establishes our steps. The Lord establishes the steps of those that are made right by Christ, those that are brought into union with God through Christ. He orders their steps. He brings them in His way. 
They are automatically made into his image. They are made, conformed into his image because they've made, they're made something that they once were. Their nature has been changed. That which they once loved, they now hate. That which they once hated, they now love. Because God in his recreating work in them makes them love that which is holy and good and right and upright. But the things that they once loved, which was filthiness, ungodliness, adultery, uh, fornication, every other thing under the light of the sun, God now makes that person a new creature in him to no longer be given to those things. But we do believe in the perseverance of the saints. And I want to read out of our own confession in, in chapter 17, this perseverance of the saints in part two depends not on their own free will, but, uh, but upon the immutability of the decree of election. Flowing from the free and unchangeable love of God and the Father upon the efficacy of the merit and intercession of Jesus Christ in union with him, the oath of God, the abiding of his spirit, and the seed of God within them, and the nature of the covenant of grace, from all which arises also the certainty and infallibility thereof. Through out this psalm, we seen in the beginning, we see that the Lord tells us not to fret. The Lord tells us the, the place of the wicked. Then we go in, in the middle in what was expounded to you all last week. We see that the Lord is the judge. The Lord is the one who slays the wicked. He laughs at the wicked when they try coming against the righteous. But in this passage, we see that the Lord upholds the righteous. Our hope is not in our own self. But as our confession says, it does not depend on our own free will, but the immutability of the degree of election, which was before the foundations of the earth, which was before God created anything. He set his love and affection upon a people that he would send forth his son to redeem a people back unto himself. The steps of a man are established by the Lord. That word established by the Lord, I'm going to go through it real quick. The word established by the Lord is, is fine order and sure by the Lord. The steps of a, the old version says, the steps of a good man are established by the Lord. When he delights in his way. His way that... When he delights in his way. In Isaiah 46.10, he says, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. We see in here, if you look back in context, that that man is the good man. That man is the man that the Lord, has, that the Lord looks fondly upon, that the Lord loves with all of, all of, every, all of his being. And he delights in the righteous' way. And then you look over in Luke 12, 32, it says, Fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The Lord says, I will do all my pleasure. And then Jesus Christ, our Lord, says, Fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He doesn't do it begrudgingly. He do it, does it in a way that is in love and manifests love toward us through his Son. It says, Though he fall... He shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. 
Though a, a saint fall, David, looking back through his life and seeing that he did fall, seeing that he was cast down, but that drove him to the Lord. When Nathan the prophet came to him and rebuked him, as we all know the story of Nathan and the prophet coming to him, he was not cast down to his destruction, but the Lord had mercy upon him. Though he knew he was the man, God made a preparation before the foundation of the earth to bring that man back into himself, though he fell in it. And it says that though he fall, he should not be cast utterly headlong. For the Lord upholds his hand. We see the omnipotence of God upholding his people by his hand. I have been young and now I'm old. We hear a wise man in this council. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. In this we see an older wise David who sees now he is old. Now he has seen the works of God. Now he has seen how God has always taken care of his people. How God has always taken care of him when he was cast out. How the Lord took care of him by having people give him food. By him going to the temple and getting bread that wasn't for him. By him partaking of the goodness of God. He says, I have never seen them begging bread. But the man that is righteous lendeth generously. And his children become a blessing. As we've seen in last week, we see that the, the righteous man gives. And he doesn't give begrudgingly. He gives in abundance. He gives to those that need help. He gives to the brethren. He gives to the church. He is ever lending generously, not begrudgingly. He doesn't look for someone to pay them back, but he's storing up treasures in heaven. He is ever lending generously to others. Not just in word, but in deed. We see here in the pers perseverance of the saints that the, that the man of God that's thoroughly furnished unto all good works is walking in righteousness and walking in a way that it becometh the gospel. Who is willing more abundantly to give than to receive. Who wants an opportunity to help another rather than to receive. One that spends and be spends for other, a one that loves and yearns to love all the more, a one that does not look upon the other as well. Do they deserve it? But I want to give myself for that person. But he is. But this is seen in a different dispensation. It does show in David's time that he did see that the righteous a lot of times were those that were prosperous. We do know some Christians in our day that are prosperous. There's nothing wrong with prosperousness, but them setting their affections on their prosperity. Paul did warn Timothy to not set his affections upon money. But it says, turn away from evil and do good. Depart. Turn away means to depart. To hate to askew, to pluck away from evil and do good. My friend, in the perseverance of the saints, there's the perseverer and there's the perseverance. 
There's God who perseveres all those that are his, but he does it by a means of grace through the word of God, through the brothers, through prayer, through the means of grace that God has given us in his written revelation of his word to know his mind and his will. He not only does that, he perseveres us in holiness. He perseveres us in the knowledge of God. By the knowledge of God, he perseveres us in truth that we never let go of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we are always loyal to Christ. His perseverance is being loyal to Christ. His perseverance is in obedience. His perseverance, as in John 15, 1 through 8, is in fruitfulness. Perseverance is that which we do. I said a couple weeks ago, it's a word that no one likes, but children know what it means. Do. Perseverance is that which we do of our own selves by God in His power working in us to do His will. We are called to do. We are called to pluck out the eye. We're called to put away. We're called to mortify our members. We're, co- we're called to mortify every deed and every, every lust of our flesh. We're called to mortify every thought, to bring it, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We are called to these things, and because Christ has done what he has done, is he not worthy? Christ came, showed forth that God loves judgment. As we see coming up, he says, for the Lord loves justice. How did God demonstrate that he loves justice the most? How did he show it? He showed it by slaying his own son. It pleased Yahweh to bruise him. He loved justice. He does not like to look upon the wicked and look upon the things of the world and see them as they are. He, by his patience and by his mercy, is letting things go on, but he is not loving the wicked and the transgressor going on in their way. One day there will be justice. But there is always going to be justice either on the head of the sinner or on the head of Christ for those found in him. Are you persevering today? Are you pressing on? Are you looking forward to what Christ is going to do today and tomorrow in your life? Are you truly persevering, pressing in? As the Lord said in the Sermon on the Mount, that those are the ones that are pressed in, the straightened in the narrow way, whose body is pressing in can't have other beggarly elements upon them, who can't be carrying the things of this world in that run towards Christ. Have you cut off? Have I cut off? Is our thoughts and our intents, are we growing weary? Have you thought, I've walked this walk for so many years? Are you persevering today in the knowledge of God in Christ? Are you abounding yet more and more in giving to him? Is your love shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit to nourish one another? Are you persevering or are you growing weary? There's a difference between persevering and just one that's 
being pushed along. Right now, before God, judgment day, honesty, are you persevering? Are you pushing in? Is your love for Christ growing? Do you search to see the unsearchable riches of Christ and what he has truly done for you? This week in going away, I spent a lot of time for naught. I did. But the thing is, is now acknowledging that, am I going to persevere? Am I going to push on and be all the more diligent in what he has called me to do and give myself to him and to what he has called me to do? Are you persevering? Don't grow weary, child of God. Persevere. Push on. Christ is worthy. He's bore your sin. He's bore my sin. Can I go any longer therein? God forbid. I can't. Be diligent. Make haste. Make your calling and election sure. But this is about the Lord loves justice. And he showed forth he loved justice so much that he will not let the guilty go. He will not acquit the guilty. He will only acquit the righteous. I looked through the Bible. I just did a quick search this morning. I said, the Lord loveth. And what did it show? It showed he loveth judgment. Throughout the Bible, he loves judgment. He loves righteousness. He loves the gates of Zion. And he loves those who follow after him. The things that God loves, do you love? He showed forth justice in his son that he can reconcile the wicked unto himself by cursing that which was right in his son. Are you going on to know him? Are you building yourself up in the most holy faith? Is your secret place growing cold? The man that goes away on any vacation, woman that goes away on any vacation, boy or girl that's been born of the Spirit, the thing that they neglect the most is prayer. Do you have a secret place? Do you have one? A place that you go to abide with God and wait upon Him. If you got that, cling to it and fly to Him all the more. If you don't have it, you could be one that's not even of the faith. Remember when Paul was converted on the road to Damascus. The thing that God said about him first to his brother is that he prayed. Do you not think that he prayed a lot of times before that time, but his prayers were all for naught? 
ritual. Have to do it. Duty. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Do you love prayer? As David gave himself to prayer. Perseverance will be worked out in a life of repentance, faith, love, joy, peace. For the Lord loves justice. And justice is seen forth in Christ. He will not forsake his saints. What a blessing that is. That he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the children of the wicked shall be cut off. He will never leave you, brother and sister in Christ. He will never forsake you. What a great thing for us to plead before him. To know him and that to know him that he will work out that which he's worked in. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Therefore, let us delight in him. Perseverance is worked out in three things. Love of truth, walking in godliness, and obedience to the Lord. Walking in the knowledge of God. Walking in His revelation of His truth. Before walking in the ways of men. Let's pray.